Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to the Bald Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. I am your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as ever, who earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what is going on Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, all good, Alan, all good. Yeah, Thanksgiving weekend, here we go. Extra games on Thursday. You gotta love it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh for the first time in many, many weeks, every team plays this weekend. No teams on by full stacked rosters for what is a pivotal week twelve fantasy football showdown. Oh, for sure. Uh we're back in division now and you know it's gonna get interesting. Especially in some divisions in particular, more interesting than others. Yeah, absolutely spicy. Let's get right into it. The news from week 11. But let me hit you with some knowledge. Week 11 started off in the NFL with a good one in Green Bay. The Packers hosted the Titans. Uh, the Titans roll into town and uh, take the victory by 27 points to 17. Another poor outing for the Packers and the Titans, season after season after season, just getting it done without any main superstars, I suppose, outside of King Henry. It's it's just some great coaching going on down there. Yeah, it's, it's all coaching, really, because, I mean... They're not good. They're not a good team. They're put together well on defense, but their offense is completely reliant on Derrick Henry. And I'm so unimpressed with them. Every year, I'm unimpressed with them. <laughs> but look, here they are, 7-3. and three. You know, it's ridiculous. Packers yeah, are they keep getting it done. They keep getting it done. Yeah, the Packers are indeed garbage. <laughs> Rolling on, to, rolling on to Sunday's action, we had a really good one down in Atlanta. The Bears went into Atlanta and the Falcons take it 27 points to 17. A slobber knocker back and forth. Bears unlucky on? Yeah, a little unlucky, but uh, look, I mean, it's it's the ideal scenario for me, as I said, week on week. Bears played quite well and lost. Um, that's what we want, the optimism of... Uh, playing well and the uh, losing of getting a better draft pick it's ideal <laughs> go bears yeah go down go yeah. bears like just Perfect. enough just enough play really well and then just lose it at the end it's fine yeah indeed well sunday evening was riddled as well with some some poor games for the first time in a while. First one was the Ravens beat the Panthers by 13 points to three at home in what was a really poor matchup. Elsewhere, the Patriots and Jets put up an absolute stink fest. Oh. 10 points to three to the Patriots, the winning touchdown coming in the dying seconds from a punt return. Surely a punt return is going to be scored in this match because there seemed to be about 57 punts. <laughs> yeah, the odds were in their favour. <laughs> oh, this they was sure bad. were. Good bad, bad Lord. game. <laughs> yeah, a bad, bad game for two teams that are, you know, kind of six and four at the end of it. That's just, just atrocious play. Yeah, there was over over uh, 
there was almost 800 total punting yards in this game. <laughs> and I think the the, the jet the, I think the Jets had 102 yards of total offense, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Criminal. Oh, they're so bad. The Jets are so poor. They are. Who else is poor? Only the Houston Texans, the worst team in football, with a one eight and one record after this one. They lose at home to the Washington Commanders by twenty three points to ten. And uh, interesting stat, uh, just just quickly jumping back to the Jets, of course. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson being benched as starting quarterback in favor of Mike White for Week 12's action, but he, his record is five and two on the season, playing really well. Who else's record is that? Taylor Heineke. Has Heineke got better stats than Zach Wilson? No, he does not. But they love Heineke in Washington. And Zach Wilson's after uh, after game press conference comments uh, probably led to his benching more than his uh, more than his overall play, I suppose. Well, look, his bad play definitely a, a huge factor in it. But yeah, clearly not a team guy. Seen him in the interview. You know what I mean? Just not quarterback's job is to you know take the blows. You take the good with the bad, and he just you know not doing that himself. Whereas you see Heineke, he's he's a man of the people. You know they love him up there in in Washington, and you know he's got the crowd behind him, and he's got the coaching and the players behind him. Heineke, you know that's a big thing. Even when he played a little bit last year and stuff, there's that iconic picture of um, Chase pointing at his jersey, pointing at his name and everything when he got the playoff win. It was, look, Heineke's getting things done and Wilson's being a goober and he's out. It's fair bad when you're getting benched from Mike Absolutely. White. That is for sure. And fair bad when you're getting benched for Taylor Heineke as shocked face Carson Wentz has been on his return from injury. Elsewhere, the Philadelphia Eagles, the high-flying Philadelphia Eagles, left it very, very, very late to snag a one-point victory over the Indianapolis Colts, 17-16. to A poor outing, really, for the Eagles, but they get away with the win. They are a league-best 9-1. and Elsewhere, a snowstorm of, like, 60 inches of snow or thereabouts fell in the Buffalo area, and Buffalo Bills' match against Cleveland Browns got moved to Detroit. The Bills, the first home team in Detroit, with a winning record to win a game in uh, Ford Field in about seven years. Oh, <laughs> but the Browns, and I, I know you don't like the Browns' own, but they seem to be stacked with talent. And yet, another three and seven season. Oh, is is uh, is the Sean Watson? Is he going to make the difference? No, no, I don't think so. I'm not convinced. Um, you say stacked with talent, but I don't believe they are. I think they have some gaping holes in the team. You know, they have one good receiver. Other than that, no depth at receiver. They don't have a top end, tight end. You know, the lads they have are only they're only okay. The likes of you know Injoku and Bryant. I mean, not world beaters by any means. And obviously. They've got probably, uh, I could make a solid case for the best running back in the league, Nick Chubb. But the Bills completely shut him down the other night. And if they can't get the run game going like that, they're, uh, you know what I mean, they're lean number set then. Who actually played decently, uh, didn't throw a pick for, uh, you know, that's good for him. But 
They couldn't lean on their own game the other day. Chubb held just 19 yards on 14 carries. I mean, that's the big stat jumping off the page here to me. And um, the Bills were able to uh, stumble their way to a win. Indeed, they were. The Lions were on the road this week and on the road to a 7-3 a and three, uh, New York Giants team. But they took them out. 31 points to 18 with a huge win in the Meadowlands. And then elsewhere, last week we talked about how poor the LA Rams had been playing and they were playing so poorly that they were three-point underdogs against the atrocious New Orleans Saints. And they lost by seven. The Saints winning 27-20. to 20. The Rams, oh, awful. Awful to watch. Oh, it's bad. It was bad. I mean, when Andy Dalton is showing you up, you have problems. You have problems on defense. Um, but look, yeah, do we we spoke we've spoken at length over the course of the year about the Rams and how bad they've been, and yep, they just continue to continue to prove us right. Um, they're poor, they're bad watch, and uh, the Saints getting a nice W. But look. No help to them this season, really. Their season is uh, in the toilet anyway. Four and seven. Not going to be good enough for them. And, yeah, the Rams are totally out of it now. What we thought would be... They'd be uh, slobber knockers in their division. The Niners' division. But uh, they've been uh, very poor. Indeed they have. And speaking of poor teams, the Broncos lose at home to the Raiders 22-16. to Both teams now 3-7. and Again, in a division where we just thought between the Chargers, Chiefs, Raiders and Broncos, this was going to come down to the wire as to who was going to be the top team in that division. These teams have just fallen so flat. Russell Wilson just not getting it done. Yeah, it uh, looked like this division would have four teams with winning records at preseason. Um, but, you know, as we've seen, the Broncos have been awful. Russ has been bad. And the Raiders have been bad. They just can't play defense at all. This was two bad teams. Low-scoring game went to overtime. Raiders get the W in the end, but really not much consequences out of this. Both teams out of running. And both poor teams. Very poor. Both need new head coaches and don't seem to be getting them anytime soon. Yeah. Indeed. Then we... We definitely have the biggest shocking result of the week, and I may say probably the shock result of the season, and not because the Dallas Cowboys won this match over the uh, Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. It is the way they done it. 40 points to three. Vikings were 8-1 and one coming into this match, playing at home against the Cowboys, and got absolutely obliterated. Yeah, uh, someone in Dallas must have been listening to us on the pod because we, uh, you know, spoke about how the Gi- how the Vikings uh, were underdogs even in this, um, in this game, and yeah, the Cowboys came out to play and they just took them to the cleaners. Really, uh, you know, it's bad when the end of the game both teams are uh, subbing in their second string quarterbacks to take snaps. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a blowout. Then we saw Cooper Rush and uh, Nick Mullins taking some snaps but yeah this is a shock result for me didn't see this coming at all mad yeah indeed couple of really lively games uh to finish out sunday 
the Cincinnati Bengals get a win on the road with Division Foes Pittsburgh by 37 points to 30. Mike Tomlin heading for his first ever losing season as head coach in 16 years in Pittsburgh. And then we finished out with a doozy in L.A. as the Chargers lost to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey in particularly, once again, by 30 points to 27. Yeah, uh, Kelsey balled out again here for the Chiefs. I mean, another uh, three-touchdown game. Uh, pretty ridiculous on his part. But uh, the Chargers came to play. Um, you know what I mean? The Chargers have been a pretty mixed bag all year, but uh, they came out to play the other night, uh, played well, and were you know, kind of unlucky in the end, I thought. Um, but the Chiefs easily the team to beat in the league at the moment, I think. Uh, they're in with a strong chance to go all the way. Absolutely. And we ended things on Monday night in Mexico City as the San Francisco 49ers travel to take on the Arizona Cardinals, an individual matchup. But the 49ers blow them away by 38 points to 10. The 49er defense haven't conceded a point now in the second half in three consecutive matches. They are looking like the toughest team in the league to beat. Ultra impressed. Ultra impressed with the Niners the other night. Defensive side of the ball in particular. Um they were just they were really good. They were they really shut them down, shut down the Cardinals, even in the first half. I mean I know what the Cardinals scored in the first half, but um really shut them down, didn't allow them to do much. Uh, I know Kyler Murray wasn't playing, but don't know if it made any difference in this one. Uh Niners ultra impressive and on the offset offensive side of the ball. They just have so many options. It's actually ridiculous how many mouths they have and can feed. Uh, they can just beat you everywhere. It's, they're impressive. I'd be excited if I was an yeah, Irish fan. Yeah. I am an Irish fan. And I'm very excited. Absolutely very excited. Yeah, it's the first time we got to see um, uh, Debo and CMC on the same field. But IU comes up with a couple of TDs. George Kittle comes up with a couple of TDs. Elijah Mitchell is back and running the ball at an incredible rate. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 excellent to see. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, they were a lot of fun to watch. I have to say, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Indeed, indeed, as did I. Well, we uh, also had a few injuries over the weekend. Didn't have too many, but those that came in, some were. A f- of the fairly serious variety. Who we got? Yeah, uh, your biggest name on the list, obviously, this week is going to be Kyle Pitts. Uh, He's having surgery, went on IR, probably going to be done for the year, given that um, Atlanta just have nothing to play for. Uh, No point in rushing him back. Uh, Another big one was Wandale Robinson, uh, slot receiver for the Giants. His season is done. Mike Williams came back and then got injured again, so keep an eye on him. What a sick note. Uh, Kadarius Tony and Clyde Edwards-Solaire <laughs> both went off for the Chiefs. And uh, my boy, JF1, Justin Fields, uh, injured his shoulder. It, I'd keep an eye on it. Apparently, he's going to play this week, but it would be stupid, in my opinion, to play him. So just keep an eye on whether he starts or not. Indeed we will. Alrighty. 
Let's take a look at the Balls Deep Dynasty Week 11 matchups. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Our game of the week came by the way of the champion mediocre football team and their battle with that soul Ravens. It's been a tough year for the defending crown for the mediocre football team. This week's action will only add to that misery. Williams and Herbert attained 45 points between them. Eckler Stevenson, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Big Mac himself also double-digit efforts. But Myers would only get to 9.2 and Claypool, Granson and the Rams D combined would only get to 9 points themselves. Too many duds too many times this year for the defending champs. That's so Ravens had totally pollard explode for 36.9 points. After that, Stafford, CMC, Jacobs, Andrews, and the Pats D all hit double figures. But duds of his own from Heineke, Moore, Duvernay, and Tony would make this one closer than it needed to be. In the end... That's so Ravens take a much-needed win by just 3.06 points. Mediocre football team were 3-1 after week 4. It's now a 7-game losing streak for the champs. However, that has them all but eliminated from playoff contention. They will enter the Toilet Bowl series and look to a busy offseason to set themselves up for another run in 2023. That's O'Ravens so moved to 6-5, which is currently a playoff berth on a head-to-head -head basis. Barring a miracle, they will surrender their division title, but still have a championship to play for. However, like a bunch of other teams on the playoff bubble, it may take two wins in the final three tough individual matchups to guarantee a playoff spot. Great, great to see the old division rivals picking up the L. It's lovely. Man, Steve and I sticking it to him. <laughs> yeah, look, delightful week for me. Uh, I like seeing this uh, kind of scoreline. Um, Adam getting beaten again. It's, uh, as you mentioned, seven weeks in a row now. So it's been pretty good watching for me, pretty bad watching for him. And uh, probably a tad unlucky in this one, to be fair. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, game two is our blowout of the week as divisional leaders Nick Cage's bunnies took on divisional leaders kicking the squibs. And what was billed as a possible game of the week turned into a very one-sided affair. Nick Cage's bunnies had lost two in a row heading into this game and needed to bounce back with a win. Travis Kelsey went off for 35 and a half points with a 49er stack of Jimmy G and Debo Samuel combined them for almost 48. The route was on. Rodgers and Jones and Landry all hit double figures. And a few duds aside, the week's best score of 155.1 was amassed. Kicking the squibs couldn't get it done this week. QB double act Tannehill and Fields got to 20 plus each. While Davis, Mooney and Kamara hit double figures, none of them would hit 13 points on their own. Sprinkling does from Robinson, Hawkinson, Wilson, Jefferson, and the Packers D. And they would only get a total of 
A big loss for kicking the squibs. But as we've seen in the past few weeks, every time they pick up a loss, their divisional rivals fail to take advantage and close the gap. At 6-5 and five and three games clear, a single win in the final three weeks locks in a divisional title and a playoff berth. A blowout win for Nick Cage's bunnies keeps them two games clear at the top of the donkey's asses division. However, the toughest division in the Balls Deep League will offer stern tests for them to retain their divisional crown down the final stretch. Yeah, big win for Ross there in, uh, you know, in the scheme of uh, the end of the season and standings and all. Um, yeah, I pick up another L. Uh, my team sucks. We've fully established how bad my team is over the last uh, 11 weeks. And, you know... Just a, a tad over 500 and thoroughly in control of the division. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny that, <laughs> that at 6 of 5, I basically have the division in the bag. <laughs> um, yeah, it's great. The lads have been poor and just hasn't been their year. I, uh, I'm under no illusion, so it's got to be it's got to be a long slog in the long term. The lads will come back swinging. <laughs> They sure will, they sure will. Well, a good game was put up this week as well between the Fear Boners and Kenneth's Killers. After weeks of Taylor Swift puns, I sought to put an end to that by trading for Jonathan Taylor prior to week 10. When negotiations broke down, but Taylor would be traded right before kickoff anyway this week to Dalvin and the Chipmunks. His replacement, Kenneth Gainwell, put up a goose egg. This is surely because... Gainwell Swift just doesn't carry the same ring. However, Danny Dimes and T. Higgins would each get over 23 points apiece. The aforementioned Swift, Sutton, Slayton and Demuth would all get into double figures. The Eagles D, Moore and Likely would only pitch in with 13.7 points combined, however. After long periods of Sunday's game, this one was a lopsided affair on the sleeper app. But as Sunday wore on, it got closer and closer and closer. That's because no one reached 20 points for the fear boners. However, Wilson, Gordon, Singletary, Robinson, Allen and the Commanders D would all get to double figures. But Brown, Gallup and Collins would fall short. As we headed to Monday night, Kenneth's Killers held a 7.5 point lead. The fear boners had George Kittle to play. Pre-game banter between us came down to... Kittle either getting 2 points or 25 points out of Arizona. Thankfully for me, he snaked 24.4 and brought home the W. Kenneth's Killers runners-up in 2021. A dismal injury-riddled 2022 campaign has seen them all but miss out on playoff contention. In a mirror image of championship foes, the mediocre football team, a 3-1 start was seen through four weeks. And now, also a seven-game losing streak have taken the wheels off. Three and eight, and staring at a toilet bowl playoff. The Fear Boners snagged their sixth of the season in one they had to have to get a foot into the playoffs. But as discussed earlier, the Donkey's Ass's division will be a tough out for the final three weeks, where two wins might be required for a playoff place. Yeah, big one for you. Uh, you needed it for sure. Uh, 
getting into those uh, playoff uh, window. And, you know, I was uh, presently surprised and happy to see you in it. Um, as we've uh, aforementioned, um, Kenneth Killers uh, in my division losing. It's uh, it's good. It's good for me. Good. For, what's good for me is good for you, you know? It's good for me, it's good for you. Yeah, sure, look. That's it. And look, as, as I said, leading up to it, we said it on last week's podcast, I felt so uneasy about this. Uh, you know, I was scheduled to win it. As the yeah. day wore on, I was like, I knew it, I knew it. And then, yeah, I didn't. I, 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 to my, uh, to my fault, I didn't think Kittle was going to get enough, see enough action with all those mouths to feed in San Francisco, as we talked about, to get the seven and a half points I needed. But, man, he took it over. They went to him twice, took two touchdowns in for 80 yards or something. Happy yeah, days. pretty some some pretty soft touchdowns to be fair. Uh some bad tackling. They but, sure were. Uh you take the points anyway, Indeed. doesn't matter. Uh, doesn't matter. Yeah. This did have banana skin written all over it though. I thought I thought this was the <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah. Me too. I'm glad to get to get through it. Well game four was a very tightly contested game between top and bottom sides as Davin and the Chipmunks took on rebuilding progress. Both had their positives in this one. Adams for 33 and Olave for 21 for RIP. Burrow, Watson and Prescott all in the 20s for the Chipmunks. Double-digit scoring was seen on both sides also. Mariota, Gibson, Cook, Smith and Jackson for rebuilding progress. Connor, Diggs and new boy Jonathan Taylor for the Chipmunks. But each had their duds. Pierce, Henry and the Falcons D for RIP. And Barkley and a goose egg from Everett was injured for Dalvin and the Chipmunks. And so to Monday night's action, RIP in the lead by 24 and a half points. But Dalvin and the Chipmunks had Ayuk and the 49ers D to play. And as we've already mentioned a couple of times now, the Niners crushed the Cardinals and 28 points secured for the league leaders with two TDs for Ayuk and a dominating defensive display. They come from behind for a win by three and a half points. Davin and the Chipmunks win their ninth game from 11 played this season. And the first team confirmed in the Ball Steve Dynasty 2022 playoffs. <laughs> a single victory wraps up a sure division title and a first round playoff bye. Rebuild in progress. Continued the rebuild after a tough year. They'll look to replenish in an off-season after going a 3-8 and eight record to this point of the campaign. Yeah, uh, and just kind of ran into it a little bit here with Quinny. Um, Quinny, yeah, it was a close one. And Quinny obviously moved all in just before kickoff with his uh, Jonathan Taylor trade. He's all in on the year now and uh, going for that ring. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, dead right to do so. I, I, I was, I was texting him, all right, and I said, yeah, absolutely. You're, you're trying to guarantee your win from a very strong position. That's what you do, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I like the, I like the move. To be fair, um, probably a team that if any team need, didn't need Jonathan Taylor, it's probably Quinny. But uh, I like the aggressiveness. <laughs> Go get a ring, love it. Indeed. Well, Game 5 saw the lowest scoring game of the week as both teams failed to reach the 100-point mark. Yet, 
This game wasn't even close. Cut my balls have done a remarkable job in steering one of the worst teams of last season to being on the playoff bubble this season. The Brian Dayball of the league, if you will. But much like Dayball and his team, cut my balls appearing to be losing some steam as the season wears on. This one was a week to forget for them. Paris Campbell scored 11.7 points. Alan Lazard scored 10.7 points. These were the highlights. All other eight positions would fail to reach the 10-point mark. Woof. A 73.76 stinker overall. The walking jinx would also not set the world on fire this week but would do much more than enough to take the win regardless. Hertz and Murray each got in the 20s, Pittman and Hopkins in the teens. But six more positions would fail to get to 10, which included a late withdrawal by Kyler Murray, and thus a goose egg in the superflex. Both teams end Week 11 with a 6-5 and five record and both on the playoff bubble. This head-to-head win, however, could prove vital for the Jinx at the end of Week 14. Yeah, this is a big one for Keane. Um, just in the whole context of getting in the playoffs, I mean, to have a really bad week scoring less than 100 points and still get the W, it's, uh, it's pretty nice. It's nice. He's definitely going to be happy about it in, you know, He's not going to be happy his team was shit, but he's going to be happy he got the win. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure he is. I'm sure he is. Well, our final game was another competitive one as the human beings took on QB Antivax. QB Antivax came in on a two-game win streak and looked to keep things going towards what looked like a very unlikely playoff push just a few weeks ago. Cooper went off for 31.3 points. Harris and Brissett combined for another 52.5. However, only the Ravens' D would offer a double-digit effort after that, because Mixon, McLaurin, Komet, Dylan Osborne, and a 1.12 stinker from Kirk Cousins would keep their feet firmly on the ground. In response... The human being saw Mahomes, Patterson and Henry all reach more than 25 points each. St. Brown and Allen would add double-figure scores, but again, duds would be the difference. Johnson, Pitts, Wilson, the Saints D, and a goose egg from McKenzie would leave them fall seven points short of victory. The human beings needed this one, and they didn't get it. Five and six on the season, outside the playoff spots, and three very difficult in-division games ahead. And more injuries. It is going to be an uphill battle for Mr. Greenside. But QB Antivax. Also now five and six with three wins on the bounce. Much like the human beings, they're also on the outside looking in for now. But could they do the unthinkable and qualify for the championship playoffs? Look out, Average Joe's division. Look out. Oh, Ben. The the phoenix of the league rising from the ashes. Oh, yes. Love to see it. (laughs) 
yeah, he's making some run of it now. And, you know, the division is there in the sense that he could, uh, you know, sneak into that second spot even. Um, it's going to be some uh, fun uh, in, in division matchups coming up in the next couple of weeks. And uh, he could rob a playoff spot here and go on bed. Give him socks, boy. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, getting tasty, all right. Yeah, three wins in the bank, uh, on, uh, on the bounce. Uh, moves him from guaranteed toilet bowl holder once again to uh, to possibly in the championship playoffs. That's that's how tight it's been, I suppose. And uh, yeah, he's putting a good run together. Yeah, yeah, it's fun to watch. Indeed. Let's look at the road ahead. <laughs> really? <laughs> Can you feel the tension? In the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Ooh, hold on to your butts. Here we go. Three more weeks left in the regular fantasy football season. And they are three individual matchups. It's getting so tasty. It's getting hard to watch. It's getting also exciting to watch. Some huge games this week. We start off in the below-average Joe's division. The aforementioned QB Antivacs on the charge with three wins on the bounce. They have it all to do this week as they take on divisional and league leaders, Dalvin and the Chipmunks. It's one Ben has to have to stay in the playoff hunt, but also one Quinny needs to wrap up the division and a first-round bye. Elsewhere in that division, a huge game. The 6-5 and five, That's So Ravens take on a 6-5 and five Cup My Balls. Again, the winner could be in. The loser could be gone. A huge game. How exciting is that division now on? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to this game. The more the, more the weeks go on, the more I find... Uh... Kevin's team name funny. Cut my balls is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Two six of five teams. They both need this. This could uh, determine everything uh, from here on in. And uh, hugely important. Uh, ben definitely needs a win, but we'll be up against it against Quinny. Um, he's going to have to win out. If, if, if Ben uh, misses this week, he'll have to win out and uh, hope some results go his way as well. Indeed, indeed. I fear that a loss for him, even with a win out, isn't going to be, may not be good enough. But looking on to the donkey's asses division, division leaders Nick Cage's bunnies at eight and three take on a walking jinx who are six and five. A win for the jinx moves them just a game behind the bunnies for the divisional title, keeps them right in the hunt. But again, a loss is a big setback and could keep them out. Elsewhere, the 6-5 and five beer boners take on a 5-6 and six human beings in another massive game. Human beings have to have it to stay in it. The beer boners have to have it to stay in it. Oh, man. <laughs> Two massive games in the toughest division in the league. 
Well, arguably, yeah. I mean, it's it's ye or or the the uh, aforementioned uh, below average Joe's division uh, for the toughest. But uh, yeah, look. But everyone has to have these. I mean, Ross is the only one who can get out of here with a loss and, and be okay. But um, yeah, you need to beat Green. Green needs to beat you. Uh, you're going after each other. It's scheduled to be tight. The points look like they could be tight. Um, yeah, it's gonna be exciting. It sure is. A little less excitement in the suckiest bunch of sucks division, albeit kicking the squibs. Take on rebuilding progress. A win for the squibs takes the division, takes the playoff berth, and uh, rebuild continue uh, to rebuild. Then we've got a replay of the 2021 championship final. This year, however, both teams are three and eight. At the end, one of these teams is going to be three and nine and sitting at the bottom of the pile. Game you need on. Yeah, look, yeah. Just take the pressure pressure off the final two weeks. Do you know what I mean? I can rest the starters. If we pick up the win this week, I can rest the starters then for two weeks and, uh, you know, focus on getting everyone healthy for the playoffs. But... Yeah, yeah, getting all in here and uh, sawing up the division and just pretty much taking advantage of uh, uh, a bad run for everybody else in the division, really. You know, six and five, division almost wrapped up uh, is not a division I had on this season. Not how I thought things would play out. In fact, I had made plenty of plans ahead of the season, knowing exactly what I wanted to do for the whole year, and they all pretty much went out the window when... I started winning my division. So now I'm in the mix. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. If the, if the season ended at the end of week 11, you'd have Quinny and Ross with the buys, Stephen, Alan, Keane and Owen in the playoff spots. Kevin would be in the toilet bowl playoffs uh, on the basis of head to head. So absolutely this this week is probably crunch time. I mean, this week could could separate teams, you know, playoff teams from non-playoff teams, essentially. Yeah, for sure. Like, a loss this week for a couple of teams will break their season, and that'll be uh, definitely game over. Uh, the likes of Green in particular. Uh, if he loses this week, he's probably, season is probably done then. And um, he'll have to start looking forward to the future. Uh, same probably with Ben. I lost this week. Probably going to hard to get in. Um, but yeah, uh, exciting times, and uh, everybody needing to win. In particular, your division and and the other division. Not so much my division. <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right. Why is Let that us look ahead. <laughs> Say again. What, what's what's funny? <laughs> <laughs> Let us look at the If You're Not First or Last League. If you ain't first, you're last. All right, week 11 in the Not First, Your Last Redraft League. Started off with unnecessary roughness, taking a big win over Staffs the way you like it. 173 to 150 points. Unnecessary roughness, 8 and 3. Staffs the way you like it, 6 and 5. 
Anus Davin and the Chipmunks gets another win. Two on the bounce to move them to five and six over Ben's My Ball, Zach Ertz. They are now three and eight through 11. Owen, your suckiest bunch of sucks get it done once more with a big win over uh, Stevens' team of 132 to 96 points. That's where Kean's fantasy football team get a huge win over Aaron's team by 55. Elsewhere, Green's team will also win a big win by almost 40 points as they take out Adam's hot chub time machine. All that means, the Burn Boys continue to dominate at the top of the table, both teams 8 and 3. Now game clear of Steven on 7 and 4, who is in turn a game clear of Ross on 6 and 5. Those four teams looking playoff bound. Well, we've got three teams now in five and six. Mr. Mixings and Destroyers, Fancy Football Team, and Davin and the Chipmunks, all five and six. Aaron's team, Hot Chop Chime Machine, both four and seven. And Ben's, my balls, Zach Arts, they're all but out of it on three and eight. Continuing, continuing to roll on. Yeah, this, uh, this unlike the other league, this league is going to plan... Uh... I was pretty uh, happy with my draft and uh, liked my team. I thought I had a good shout and yeah, the season's been going well. Eight and three, three wins on the bounce now, all but confirmed in the playoffs. And you know, high scoring team in the league at the moment, so lots to like, lots to like. But uh, look, it's still close here in the middle. Indeed. The middle parts of this, uh, there's still a, you know, one to, uh, couple of uh, playoff spots up for grabs and uh, lots to play for. Even with a losing record, teams are going to get in, I think, here. Yeah, yeah, probably going to sneak it in. All right, let's look forward to everyone's favorite new segment, the betting corner. Who do you like in the afternoon games? Well, I like the 49ers because they're pure of heart. Seattle because they got something to prove. And the Raiders because they always cheat. And in an extremely suspicious play, the Raiders win. Oh, and you gave us some bets last week. How did they pan out? Have we got a winner on our hands yet? No, 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 no. Well, we got the we Patriots came in, but as we mentioned earlier, uh, the Lions beat the shit out of the Giants. Um, you alluded to it in one of your rundowns that uh, Brian Dayball and the Giants starting to run out of steam a little bit, and uh, yeah, we got caught napping and brought the loss. But, look, the Patriots won. Uh, they were uh, three-and-a-half-point favourites. They won by seven in that uh, awful, awful game. Um, but covering the spread, that's the main thing. But, as always, we're excited for the new week ahead, Alan. Always excited. Of course, of course. Here's some more money to lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, this week, I like uh, the Commanders. They didn't... Two weeks ago, they beat the Eagles, and then they didn't fall for the banana skin that was the Houston's last, the Houston Texans last week. Uh, it's definitely looked like a bit of a trap game coming off such a huge win, but they get it done with ease, and they look like a good football team, uh, playing well on both lines. They could get Chase back this, uh, Chase Young back this week, uh, to even reinforce uh, what is a great defensive line, and uh, they're playing a bad Falcons team at home. Uh, minus four commanders are minus four uh, points and uh, I like it a lot I think it's a good spot for them Falcons are bad 
and Falcons aren't good playing outdoors and it looks like it's going to be uh, rainy weather. Are you doubling that down this week? Absolutely. We're looking all the way to Monday night. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yes. We're getting on the bandwagon. Spoke a couple of weeks ago about maybe hammering the Colts every week. Uh, turned out they got a new head coach who's not a head coach, and they are playing well. And they're uh, two-and-a-half-point <laughs> two favorites at home to the Steelers. Uh, Steelers haven't been great. Uh, their defense is getting healthy, which is definitely a big help for them. But uh, offense not really firing on any cylinders. And I like the Colts here. I think uh, Jonathan Taylor looks back in business. Uh, he's been running well the last couple of weeks since back from injury. Uh, looks fully fit. And, you know, Matty Ice back at the helm. I like the Colts here. And that's the double. Colts minus two and a half. Commanders minus four. Both going to win. This is the week. Double it up. Ooh, there you go. Well, last week, I uh, my lock of the week was a seven-point win for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And after a two-game correction streak, it didn't pan out for me this week. They only got the win by a single point. But no matter. <sighs> my lock of the week this week, if Justin Fields plays for the Bears this week, I like the Bears plus six away at the Jets. I really do. But if Justin Fields does not play this week, then whew, looking at some of these odds, good lord. If you had given me if you had told me at the start of the season that the Los Angeles Rams playing away at the Kansas City Chiefs would be fifteen and a half point underdogs, I would have told you, man, you crazy. But here we are, fifteen and a half points. But I like the San Francisco 49ers minus eight and a half against the New Orleans Saints. I think the 49ers uh, put a hurting on the uh, on the Saints late on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, for one of the bigger uh, scoreline games, I do like the Niners one. I hate taking favorites of 14 or more points. It's just too many. And you just, there's too much risk of like garbage time points at the end of games, um, backdoor points that just ruin the spread. Yeah. That's what I hate about those uh, those big favorite ones. Uh, yeah, the Bears pick is interesting. I yeah, actually, I actually like the Jets in that game. If Fields doesn't play, I'd be taking the minus six on the Jets without Fields. Uh, I expect Fields to play because the Bears are the Bears and make all the wrong decisions every time. But um. Yeah, it'll be. I like the Bears if Fields plays. I like the I like the Jets if Fields does not play. There you go. Get your money out of your wallet. Put it down. Alrighty, as we said, it's Thanksgiving weekend, but this podcast probably going out on Friday. There have been games played on Thursday night, um, and uh, again, a full schedule of the games lined up for Sunday and Monday. Uh, some more bye weeks ahead of us in the coming couple of weeks before we hit the fantasy football playoffs. And, uh, yeah, look, huge games in the Balls Deep Dynasty League this week. Best of luck to everyone, particularly those on the playoff bubble. Good luck to everyone to getting uh, one foot into those playoff spots. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be watching through my... Through my fingers at uh, this week's action, I think. <laughs> yeah, lots to play for and uh, exciting times. Um, 
you know, not all of us can have divisions sewn up, just like, uh, you know, me and Quinny, and, you know, it's just, it's easier for the likes of us, uh, <laughs> when there's less Sit pressure. Sit back and enjoy yourselves yeah. and over Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, overeat the turkey and uh, relax. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well look, we will be back with the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast next week to review this pivotal week 12. So thanks for listening. Good luck to everyone in the Balls Deep League. Good luck to everyone in fantasy land as everyone is coming down to the business end of their season. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.